Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Portal Side Chat. I'm Frank, Agent Helios Red. And I'm Shannon, Agent Doris Day. Welcome back, agents. We're glad you're here. So this week we've got a really exciting interview, very interesting story from Agent Jangle Goat. Uh, Jeremy is here to tell us about Operation Smurf from Above. And it's really an interesting story, so let's get right to it. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to Portalside Chat. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Big fan of the show. Glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So you're from San Diego, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm a level 14 resistance agent in, um, well, I'm based in San Diego. Uh, You you can find me in a lot of different places. So for those who don't know, they're listening. San Diego is officially America's finest city. (laughs) Uh, They do say that every time I get off of a a United flight when I come back home. (laughs) (laughs) I like to remind people of that because I'm from San Diego, so... Oh, awesome. I grew up there. So every time someone asks me, I go, yep, it's America's finest city. <laughs> yep. I, I, I am not from here, but uh, it is definitely my favorite part of California. <laughs> right on. So uh, you said you're a level 14. How long have you been playing? Uh, I started in uh, August of um, August of 2013. Uh, I had heard about the game um, through some friends, never was able to get an invite, and um, I, I was... Uh, uh, back east visiting uh, some folks for work and uh, ran into a guy who's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I have a, I have an invite, but uh, you have to go resistance because invites are precious and I only have two of them. So um, <laughs> Good which, man, good man. <laughs> right, which you know, wasn't really a problem, but I, I was really fortunate because um, he sent me the invite, got me started, um, and took me out like that night um, and explored parts of a city that I thought I had known like the back of my hand, and um, got, learned a lot. Um, you know, he he was he was a great mentor for that first night to teach me about things like here's how you create a link and here's how you create a field and what the game was really about. So That's I was really, really cool. lucky. Yeah, that's great to have a an instant tutor and mentor to show you the ropes. Mm-hmm. So cool. for those who don't know, um, the reason you are here is because of Operation Smurf from above, right? And tell us what exactly is Operation Smurf from above? Um, well, it was a um, proof of concept mission uh, that we had been discussing for quite a while in San Diego. Uh, the So I guess first off, um, I'm a private pilot. Um, I, I fly general aviation aircraft. Uh, so small single engine uh, Cessnas. Uh, basically, we call them the Volkswagen Bug of the sky because they're <laughs> about that size on the inside. And um, living in Southern California, we have like a lot of interesting destinations to go to. And um, you know, the the nice thing about Ingress is um, it, it the they don't tell you this in a tutorial, but it's really a social game. Uh, not having been from San Diego, the I, I didn't have like a lot of friends um, in San Diego outside of um, either people I worked with or my fiance's family. Uh, so that's most of the people I knew and Ingress really opened up that network for me. So I, I, I've really built a lot of friends because of the game and I'm thankful for that. But, um, being a pilot, you know, it, it, you, you always want to stay current. So I always try to go flying every two weeks, no more than a month. Um, without flying just to kind of stay in practice. So a lot of times I, I would just kind of post in a community, say, hey, um, or in a hangout, um, I'm going flying this afternoon. Does anybody want to go? Well, um, 
we we had kind of planned a uh, trip to a remote destination. It was uh, myself, my fiance, and another couple. Uh, we had decided to fly somewhere for lunch, and uh, there may have been some key farming involved. <laughs> that's pretty uh, convenient, though, when you say I'm going to fly somewhere for lunch. I mean, that's a kind of a a game changer in and of itself. Yep. So, well, and, and you know, we, we had we had used the airplane before for ingress, but most of the missions were, like, logistical in nature. Like, we're going to go farm keys, or we're moving agents from point A to point B, or keys from point A to point B. But we had never tried anything tactical with it. Sure, sure. And, um, uh, you know, the couple that we had taken to lunch... Um, the the husband who was also a level 14 agent was asking about the possibility of a bombing uh, a portal from the air using an ada and um you know that that's where the genesis of the whole concept kind of came from was i i don't know can can we do that um how does speed lock really work how does um does the game recognize altitude or does it just recognize a x and a y axis um because we know you have to be within 40 meters, and being within 40 meters of altitude of a portal isn't very practical sure. or safe. <laughs> so we didn't know. Um, so uh, we, we flew back to San Diego uh, after lunch, and um, uh, we were coming in, and it, it just so happened that we passed nearby a portal as we were landing at the airport. And um, uh, I, I believe it was my fiance. Um, she pulled her phone out and she was actually able to get cell phone service. And we were, we were probably a thousand feet above the portal and she was able to hack it. So she got a full hack in, um, and it's like, okay, well, I guess this is possible. Let's try. So that's where it really kind of started. Um, fast forward about two weeks. We, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, fast forward a couple of months because we had San Diego Helios. Thank you both for coming down for that. Oh, yeah. That was our pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, this seems like forever ago that it that does. happened. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had planned on doing this whole thing a little earlier, but then it was like, uh, oh, yeah, we have this anomaly to plan for. Right, right. So, um, so we ended up after the anomaly. Uh, we we had found a portal out in the desert. Um, we didn't feel like doing it in the city was very practical um, because the the airspace around San Diego is so restricted because of Miramar Marine Corps Air Station and um, and the main airport in downtown San Diego. So we found something out in the desert that was kind of remote, uh, but also kind of difficult to get to. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't sure about the portal, if they were going to be using it for like an anchor for a fielding op or what was going on with it. It was just it, it was almost at random. We found something that was out in the middle of nowhere that had nothing else around it. So um, I had recruited uh, another agent in San Diego, Cappy. Um, he, he had wanted to go flying with me anyway. And uh, uh, I, I often um, um, tempt people to go on flights with us because we actually had patches made. So anyone who goes on an ingress-related flight with me, um, we actually give them like this little San Diego Resistance Air Force patch. <laughs> That's really um, cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I... I um, uh, sometimes other people get them, um, but uh, especially if they help with like some logistics or something. Yeah, uh, more than happy to to hand those out. But, and I, uh, I can say too, from I've seen the patch, and so yeah. for we'll we'll post a picture um, on our blog with this podcast for people that want to see it. But it's if you're in the San Diego area or you have a means to get a hold of Jeremy to get in a flight, it's a really cool patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it, it, it's uh, it's kind of neat. It's uh, my first Angrass swag design. Um, so it, it was uh, a, a little bit of work. I really didn't know what I was doing, but uh, fortunately, the company I hired to do the patches uh, was able to make it not look like it was drawn by a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I tempted Cappy um, with the patches, like, hey, you know, you want to go flying anyway? I got this crazy idea. Do you want to give it a try? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, so, well, first I gave him the options, like, we could do, like, the standard tour and fly over the beaches and everything, or we could do this thing out in the desert. It may not work. It may just be a waste of time. But, hey, we'll get a flight out of it. Right. And um, Cappy was all for the crazy. So <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, let's do that. So we met up um, night before. Uh, we reached out to local agents, um, you know, hey, has anyone ever been to this portal? Can anyone tell us any intel about it? Are there anything or anything that's going to help us see it from the air? Is uh, what's phone service like? What carriers work there? No one had been to this portal, so wow. it was. You know, we were a little worried about that. We didn't know if it would actually. You know, we could have gotten out there and not had phone service at all. Uh, we were using a Verizon hotspot, which worked out. But yeah, we we didn't know, and yeah, it was so a the total gamble. It was, um, which a lot of things in Ingress are sometimes like that, but that's what makes it fun. Um, so anyway, we uh, we meet up at the airport the next morning, um, pulled some satellite imagery from Google Earth and from the Intel map, and we kind of plotted, okay, we're going to come in from this way, and here's our visual cues. I mean, it felt very much like a military operation, like... Uh, you know, we're doing a pre-flight briefing on what we're going to do. And uh, our roles were I was going to fly the plane, which is kind of important safety-wise. Smart decision. <laughs> Somebody's got to right. do it. <laughs> right. Let the pilot uh, do the flying. <laughs> right. And his job was to be basically bombardier. Um, so he would have his scanner going. He would um, tell me, hey, turn left, turn right, keep me on the bombing run, and then to fire an ADA from the air. So we, you know, like I said, we didn't even know if this would work. Yeah, yeah. And what airport so, were you guys taking off from? Uh, so we uh, we fly out of, uh, or I fly out of San Diego, Montgomery. Uh, it's about, um, if, if you look at it on a map, it is three miles south of the Marine base at Miramar and about five miles north of downtown. So okay. it's it's a pretty crowded area. Yeah. Um, but I, it, that's the airport I live closest to, so that's where I've uh, just decided to fly out of. So. Cool. But, uh, yeah, we boarded um, our Cessna, uh, and it was one of my favorite planes. Um, the tail number was uh, 5208 Delta. Uh, it's actually the plane that I took my uh, check ride with the FAA in, so oh, very wow. familiar with the plane. Um, has a lot of sentimental history for me. Sure. Uh, but it was it was it was Cappy's first time in a small plane like that, so we had to go through all the briefing and everything. But uh, we loaded up, um, took off from the airport, headed east uh, for our destination. It was a pretty uneventful flight. Uh, we we kind of picked that weekend because the weather had just been horrible in Southern California, as you too well know. Yeah, a uh, lot of thunderstorms, a lot of wind, and it had finally broken. So we we're like, okay, here's our chance. We're 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 gonna try this. So we head out east, we get over the mountains, and it, it's great because he actually knew a lot about the area. So um, he was actually playing tour guide for me, like, hey, well, you know, this canyon, there's this really awesome trail, and 
over here the you know this is where um you can get some amazing views of the entire area That's awesome. oh i was gonna say and, isn't uh cappy's kind of a desert fox isn't he he spends a lot of time out there he does he does and i and i had never really been out to the desert much so it was yeah. it was kind of cool to like hear some of the stories he had um and of course you know there was being an ingressor is like well you know there's a portal on that trail yeah. <laughs> that's so kind of hard to get it's to. not just a regular tour guide it's it's the ingress tour right. guide where it's, right. it's not just the points of interest and in the uh the sites it's the portals exactly exactly so but um yeah so uh i i had the uh coordinates of the uh of the portal the target uh that we pulled from the intel map on my nexus uh seven uh, we also had it punched into the GPS on the plane. Um, so amazingly, you know, after this 45-minute flight and we start our descent uh, into the target area, um, you know, all the technology was guiding us right to the portal and was like, okay, this may work. This is amazing. I look up at the hotspot. We've got three bars of signal. It's like, you know, he's able to you – know, we, we get about um, – two minutes from target he's able to see the the target portal on his scanner and it's like oh wow okay uh this is happening yeah this is coming together <laughs> right <laughs> I, I i wasn't sure up to this point but this is amazing so uh we start we start going towards uh towards the target i slow the plane down um to make it a little easier for us we still couldn't see the target from the ground um it because of uh we we were just heading right for it so it was kind of difficult to see so we were kind of depending on the scanner um you know he's like okay we're 500 meters we're 400 meters oh uh go left a little bit a little more a little more as we got uh close to it we passed about 50 meters um off to the right of the portal just south of it so it was like wow okay we got close uh let's give this a try so we go out a couple of miles and we turn around and start coming back towards the portal. Now, keep in mind, we didn't do any actions, anything that would cause the game to go, oh, you were here, or to invoke uh, speed lock. Sure. So, um, yeah, we, we knew we weren't going to be able to hit it with an ADA, so we didn't even attempt anything. So we go out, we turn around, we come back, and um, as we turn, I look over, and I'm like, okay, I can see where it's at on the ground. So, again... We're still going pretty slow. We go back towards the target, and you know it. It, it was great because he's like calling out distances. Um, you know, he's like uh, right, right on target. Um, you know, 500 meters, 400 <laughs> meters. Like we're not even having to turn. And I, I got to tell you, as a, a kid who grew up in the 70s, kind of felt a little like Luke Skywalker making a trench run. <laughs> you know, it was it, it, it was really exciting. And that's pretty awesome. You know, we're heading right towards the portal, and it's like, oh my god, this is gonna work. <laughs> and um, so we we get a couple of seconds from the portal, and his phone hiccuped. We've all had that happen, especially in a car, where all of a sudden you stop moving, and it felt like an eternity, oh but it was gosh. really like two seconds. And all of a sudden, we leapfrogged over the portal. It was like, it, it was a little no. frustrating. No. Exactly. <laughs> we're like that really didn't just happen so we some kind of ingress divine intervention <laughs> yeah but you know it, it, it was it was kind of a blessing and a curse because on the one hand it was like oh man you know i can't believe that just happened but on the other hand it was like oh okay we're we're getting good at this like i, I think this is doable like we have learned a new skill set in the world of ingress that's awesome <laughs> 
So we go out, we circle back around, um, and for whatever reason, I thought it would be a good idea to drop down altitude a little more. We dropped about 500 feet. Was, we're still like 2,500 feet above the ground, but it is somewhat mountainous terrain. Mm -hmm. So uh, we dropped down a little bit, thought that'd help it uh, or help us uh, see the target a little easier. Uh, that 500 feet meant we went from three bars on Verizon to roaming and we were so close to mexico we were actually jumping onto a mexican cell tower oh wow so okay that didn't work but again we flew right over the portals so now we're like super confident it's like okay we can do this we'll climb back up and we'll make <laughs> another pass so this time um with our newfound skill we were able to fly directly over the portal um he had the ada loaded ready to fire we're flying right for the uh target again calling out distances and, um, you know, he gets down to like a hundred meters, he calls out a hundred meters and, um, I had the app running on, uh, my tablet. I had switched over just so I could kind of help navigate myself to it. And, um, you know, he just called out firing and I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> this, this, oh, all right, let's see what happens. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, it, he, he called out that he saw the animation, like it's turning blue, it's turning blue, but you know, we, you can't stop in an right. airplane. So <laughs> we we keep going so we circle back around and we we weren't sure cuz um when we got away from the portal it showed on the scanner that it was still green. Oh wow. So we were like, well, did it work or not? So we circle back around to do a visual inspection and again cuz we had gotten good at this, we fly right over the top of it. He gets a hack in, sure enough it's blue. We did it. High fives all around. That's Let's head awesome. home. So wow. uh and I, I'm kind of we 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 thought about recording uh, or video recording it um, on a GoPro as we were doing uh, this entire thing, but I forgot to charge up my GoPro, and I'm kind of glad we didn't get it recorded because we were probably like high fiving each other like idiots. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, we were that excited that the, uh, the FAA would have would, would see the video otherwise. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was it was probably one of my most like. Um, you know, adrenaline-filled ingress moments where it was like we we just did something I, that I I don't know had ever been done before. We knew that people had done missions with helicopters, right? But to do it with a fixed-wing aircraft, we didn't know if that had ever happened before. Yeah, and I think people had always kind of assumed that you know these these aircraft are going at you know <clears throat> pretty pretty high speeds, and mm -hmm. so they always assume that you know you can't slow them down enough or um, which, from what I understand, you actually can get them pretty slow, especially these smaller Cessnas. Yeah, so um, going back to the conversation about the, the training and everything uh, for, for flying, um, one of the maneuvers that I had to do um, to get my pilot certificate was to be able to fly the plane, control it, do circles, um, or you know, like donuts in the air, uh, at about 45 knots. And that's so in normal people speeds, that's about 50 miles an hour mm -hmm. uh, to actually slow it down that much. But when like when we come in and land, uh, a lot of times when we make contact with the ground, we're moving about 35, 40 miles an hour. Oh, wow. So, I mean, these these planes, they, they can get pretty slow. But uh, as far as the game was concerned, keep in mind, he he only did two actions. Right. Um, he did the initial ADA and then two minutes later. He did a hack. So as far as the 
game could tell, he only moved about 20 feet, and right. it took him about two minutes to do that. So that's why we didn't, because that's the biggest question we've gotten. It was like, well, how did you execute an action? Wouldn't you have had a problem with speed lock and all this different stuff? So right. that, that's that's how we were able to do it. That's really cool, and people kind of like take that airspeed and they compare it to when they fly, right? And you're traveling in this, you know, giant jumbo jet, and it's like it's it's completely not the same thing. No, right? No. And it's, it's a completely <laughs> different kind of flying, and uh, you know the, the speeds. Uh, you know, these Cessnas are capable of much slower speeds and still staying in the air. Correct. That's Correct. pretty cool. Yeah, so we uh, we we turned our scanners off, um, you know, because and we we just focus on getting back home. Uh, it, was a, it was a great day to fly. There was no turbulence, no clouds, no no nothing. I mean, we pop over the mountain and we're able to see all of the San Diego coast, uh, San Diego Bay downtown. You know, it was a great time to go flying. Um, we get back into uh, Montgomery. Uh, we button the plane down and uh, you know uh, decide to go have uh, some celebratory drinks. That is pretty awesome. Uh, you guys and you were saying earlier you guys had some uh, some message waiting some messages waiting for you guys when you landed. Yeah. So no one really knew what we were doing. Uh, there there were there was a couple of resistance agents who knew that we were talking about doing it but you know it, it wasn't one of those things that anyone else really needed to know so we didn't tell anyone when we were going what time we were going where we were going it was because you know on, on the one hand yeah there's operational security not that it would have mattered a lot with this one but on the other hand you don't want to be like we're going to go do this thing and then it'd be a complete failure and then right because like you said this is more of a proof of concept right than it was like a mission dependent on right. other actions Right, so we we just kind of kept it to ourselves, and um, um, immediately, like some, well, once we got on the ground, um, so Cappy had gotten some message from some enlightened players about, oh, you know, you drove all the way out there and you just got that one, and and uh, you know, well, you know, you aided it. That was kind of dumb. That doesn't count as a capture, and like, you know, some other like little bit little bit of smack talk, friendly, right. friendly smack talk, sure, sure, but. Um, because no one knew I was there. I, I didn't do any actions. Um, I just, I flew the plane. That's all uh, you did. You just flew the plane. <laughs> right. No, nothing, nothing critical. Nothing critical <laughs> no big deal. Um, so, but I didn't get any messages. He did. And um, as soon as uh, he, he saw that, you know, we, we actually kind of talked about, well, what, what should our response be? Um, because you know we were both there, so uh, we came up with something that we thought was kind of witty, both being ch children of the '70s and '80s. Um, and he replied back, uh, "Well, the only thing it really proves is that Jeremy can bullseye womp rats from 3,000 feet." Um, another <laughs> Star Wars reference. And immediately after that, like hangouts started blowing up, like um, comms started blowing up. It was like, did you guys take out a portal from an airplane? <laughs> And yeah, so it, it kind of did, or, you know, we, we were like, yeah, uh, yeah, we did that. Yeah. Like it was no big deal. Yeah. That just happened. <laughs> right. So everyone was like, well, I got to see a sit rep. You got to write something. You got to. And, uh, so we wrote, um, kind of a lengthy sit rep, uh, that we put in the San Diego resistance community. It was like, Hey guys, you know, this is something we did and, uh, not, not so much to brag, but just kind of to inspire other agents like, wow, you can do like some crazy stuff with this game. You can, because for me, Ingress is all about the adventure and the journey. So, um, you know, getting to that place you've never been before, pushing yourself to do something you've never done before. 
um, you know, it, it kind of motivating you. And, and, and that's why we posted it in the community, you know, not, again, not to brag, just to say, hey, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's possible with this really cool game. And people yeah. started commenting on it. And then all of a sudden it was like, dude, you got to you got to post that like publicly. So and that's exactly what happened, though, right, is that it did inspire somebody else. And there was another operation, what, two weeks later? Uh, exactly. So uh, and that's probably my proudest moment of this whole thing. So like two. Yeah, I think it was two weeks later. Uh, I was contacted um, by um, uh, agent in um, and I believe she lived in B.C., uh, her name was uh, Aaliyah McCory. I'm, I can't remember her agent name right now, but her boyfriend uh, is also a pilot. So she was like, "We've always talked about doing this. Can you know we pick your brain?" And we spent about two week or uh, two days just kind of talking about like what our experiences were, what worked for, well for us, uh, what they should try to do. So um, they did uh, the same thing uh, up in Canada. They were actually able to execute uh, or replicate our mission. So we inspired them a little bit to be able to also have this awesome adventure. And I, I will say her boyfriend is a little better pilot than I am because it only took them two passes. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's awesome to, to see that. Uh, and that's another thing I love about Ingress is the, the, the global impact that your story can have. I mean, here she is in another country. I will probably never meet her in real life, but for us to have made that connection over a game, um, you know, it, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's something that's just truly impressive where, I mean, this is, you know, I think we talk to people that do a lot of really cool stuff from these mega fields to giga fields and things that are game changers in their own respect. But I think... Um, being able to take portals from the sky and not without that hurdle of having to get a helicopter, which is, I think, you know, a lot more complex uh, yes. than getting um, a Cessna, mm -hmm. which is still complicated. But uh, it, it really is a game changer. I mean, this really does change what's possible in the game and and who it's who can execute it. It's not unattainable. Yeah, it 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 was it was a lot of fun, but um, yeah, we. To us, it was just, hey, can we do this? Can we do something crazy? Can we do something fun? But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, I, I've had agents on both sides, both Resistance and Enlighten, that were, you know, giving me high fives on uh, Google+. Plus. It, the, the one person who didn't, unfortunately, was the person who owned the portal. But um, <laughs> probably not, not so impressed. Happy yeah, yeah. So no, he actually we had a long talk on Hangouts afterwards. He was like really impressed to the links that uh, we went to uh, to hit that one portal. But um, you know, he was he he just wished it was another portal. Right? Why my portal? <laughs> so many other portals out in the middle There's of the so desert. Many other Why portals mine? In the desert. Yeah. So. That's so cool. so what um what made you decide to start flying um you know you, you mentioned that uh you know you've you've gotten the certification and um I, I guess you know what what was your inspiration for that it certainly wasn't ingress was it no no um <laughs> it's something i'd wanted to do for a long time um uh, again being a child of the late 70s early 80s I, I think it really started when i was like six or seven and i watched the movie iron eagle um, awesome. And if, if you remember Great the beginning movie. of that movie, fantastic oh yeah, movie, changed my life. I can't believe no. I didn't win some kind of award. I love that movie. <laughs> I know. 
Um, the other ones, uh, but that one was kind of awesome. Yes. But if you remember in the beginning of the movie, they're like racing the guy on the he's on the motorcycle. They're in like the little general aviation aircraft. And um, that's when it kind of dawned on me that, you know, that like I want to be that guy. I, I want to fly the the plane. I, I want to be able to do that. And, you know, I, I always thought that it was like something that you had to be super rich to do or, you know, you had to be like really privileged or you had to go and, and be in the military for like 20 years before they'd let you do something like that. Um, but then um, fast forward 12, 13 years later, I'm in college and my roommate in college was uh, actually going to school to get a degree in aviation. Uh, he, he was going to college to be a pilot and he actually owned his own Cessna. Um, and I mean, this was wow. not like the finest airplane in the air by any means. But um, he, he bought it for like $28,000, and he had, which that was mid-90s money, so you know, probably $40,000 now. But he had bought it. He had saved up. He had his pilot certificate. fixed it up a little bit, and you know, he had taken me flying. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is something like average people can do if, if they really want to. And it, it was something I had always wanted to do, and I kept it, – it was one of those things that I kept telling myself, well, you know, eventually I'll get around to that. Or, you know, it was, it was like one of those bucket list things where um, at some point I'll get my pilot certificate. And then uh, uh, I moved to San Diego, and we live uh, – I, I live just off the end of the runway at Montgomery. So I see like these little airplanes taking off every day. I'm like, you know, I just, I just need to get off my butt and do that. Right. <laughs> Take so, that leap. 35th birthday rolled around um, for my birthday. I said, I'm, I'm doing this. And I went to the airport and went to, a, I, I, I'm in a flying club. So they have an initiation meeting. Um, and I met, I joined their, their flying club. I met an instructor. I was like, okay, you're the guy that's going to teach me how to fly. And by the way, my birthday is in two days. So we're going to do a flight on that day. That's going to be my first flight. <laughs> and, um, uh, I mean, that's kind of where it all started. And as I started going through the process of learning to fly, about nine months later is when I got my ingress invite, and I immediately started going, "Oh, okay, wait a minute. I can get to, I can get to Catalina. I can get to Big Bear. I can get up and down the coast. I can go out in the mountains. I can go in the desert. I can do all the stuff right. with this new thing that I just got." So the flying came first, but the tie-in with ingress was it, it was a pretty natural connection so for those who are wondering um this isn't your plane right or is it no it's uh it's not my plane so uh the club i'm in they have about 60 aircraft it's a club called plus one flyers um and they're based here in san diego they're one of the oldest and largest flying clubs in the united states uh, we have about 1200 members in the club wow. um so i pay 30 dollars a month to be in the club and from there, uh, we have a fleet of about 60 aircraft that I can go and reserve and fly at any time. Some of them I'm certified to fly. Some of them I'm not. Um, but, yeah, I can just register, uh, reserve a plane and then, you know, just go out there, get in a plane. Uh, you know, maybe I just go flying for an hour, just t do some takeoffs and landings. Or, you know, maybe we go to Catalina or Big Bear or wherever for lunch. Uh, maybe playing ingress or, you know, it, it puts, it puts Vegas like an hour and 45 minutes away. Um, yeah, so that's pretty you, awesome. You know, maybe we go out there and, and it's, uh, the flight or the cost of the planes that I fly, it's about 95 to $115 an hour. And that's per hour the engine is running. 
So like Catalina and back is $200, $250, depending on the wind, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but for those of you who live in Southern California, you know, if you start taking, um, the Catalina express ferry over, I mean, that's, that's almost a hundred dollars per person. Yeah. I think it's 75 per person. So you factor in four people. Right. And it becomes a lot more affordable. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good information for anyone who may be inspired even further to take flying lessons and, and realize that there's clubs out there that kind of reduce the whole cause. It's not like you have to take flying lessons and then go out and buy your Cessna. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, it's, you know, people say that a, a boat is the uh, hole in the water in which people throw money. Airplanes <laughs> are kind of like that in the air. I mean, they're there. You can get one cheaper, but they're not like cheap to maintain. So right. <laughs> it's a huge time investment. So, but I mean, if there is anyone who's like ever interested or has questions, uh, I can really only speak to my experiences as learning in the United States. I mean, um, uh, I'm more than happy to uh, talk to anyone on Hangouts or, or whatever about um, about my experiences learning how to fly and kind of hopefully inspire others to fly. Because really, that's that's my big motivation when I take people flying with me. It's not as much about ingress; it's more about sharing my love of aviation with others and and sharing that experience and maybe actually motivating them or inspiring them that hey you know i i could do this too because that's pretty awesome it's 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 something that you know we definitely want to share so it turns out there's actually a handful of pilots in uh in the resistance worldwide yeah, that's what i've heard mm-hmm. i've heard so. i've heard there's quite a there's yeah there is a handful and I mean, those, your patches are going to get pretty popular now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, since I posted the sit rep, I, I've I've had some of them contact me, and we, we're actually considering like putting together a community for ingress pilots, just to not like, um, not not like a oh we need you to go here or whatever, not like missions or anything, but more about like just sharing stories and best practices and things like that. You know, just sharing our experiences. That's awesome. That's a good idea. I mean, that's great. <laughs> And I'm yep. sure, you know, with this story, we'll probably start hearing more that's happening either nationwide or in other countries. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And this wasn't your first ingress-related mission, though, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. At least um, not flying. Well, it was, it was our first tactical strategic mission. It was, uh, we do a lot of uh, logistic missions, moving people from point A to point B, moving um, um, keys from point A to point B, or even going places and farming keys. Um, sometimes, uh, in, in a, another thing I, I use my, uh, piloting for is I, I volunteer for, um, this flight organization called Pilots and Paws, uh, which offers free transportation to animals that are going to their forever homes. So like the last mission I had to do was, uh, there was a, uh, 10 year old Pomeranian that was going to be euthanized, but they were, they rescued him out of LA, got him to San Diego, got him nursed to health, and they found a forever home for him in Las Vegas. So they just needed someone to transport the dog to mm-hmm. Las Vegas. So, um, you know, I, I volunteered and yeah, I'll, I'll fly the pup to Las Vegas, have lunch and come back. And that's pretty they, awesome. They, <laughs> that's rad. I, I, I may have also gotten on hangouts and was like, Hey Vegas guys, I'm coming up. Uh, anything need to move back and forth right just right. saying <laughs> yeah the pilots for pause thing is a really cool thing i think shannon and i we first heard about that when um 
there was that big Greyhound rescue thing happening in Guam or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a bunch of pilots that were donating their time and flying yeah, it was those like, dogs. It, I mean, it was not just hundreds of dogs. I think it was thousands of dogs yeah, by the time. Yeah, it was huge. I don't know if you heard about that, but it was down. really big. They shut down a couple of tracks in Guam, and the track owners basically just let the dogs loose into the jungle. Oh, wow. Um, so there was no help for them, and all the rescue groups here in the United States um, mm-hmm. pretty much said, we're going to get them out of the country. We're going to bring them to the U.S., and Pilots for Paws was a huge part of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great organization. I mean, the pilots who fly, they completely donate their time. Um, there is a human version of it called Angel Flight, which um, I kind of want to do eventually, but they, they have requirements on flight experience. Uh, you have to have over 500 hours of flying before they'll let you fly, you know, uh, a human. Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's basically... Uh, um, like there's a lot of missions here in San Diego where they'll fly out to a remote community and pick up a veteran who needs to get medical treatment at the VA and just provide that free transport back and forth. Because as a pilot, I, I need hours. I need to go flying. I need to stay in practice. Right. And, you know, it's as much as I love ingress, like being able to to save a life, be it a human or a, an animal. Um I mean, that's that's a lot more or that's a better use of my time and, and uh, flying ability than than running keys back and forth to Catalina yeah, or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. More, yeah. Much more valuable and, and certainly very rewarding. So tell us how you got started with Ingress. You mentioned uh, your invite earlier. Uh, how did you hear about it? What what piqued your interest about it? So um, I, I had heard about it um, a little bit, but, you know, um, I, those of us who have been around for a while remember, like, how hard it was to get into the game. Um, and I, I kind of heard about it a little bit. I really didn't understand a lot about the game. I had just heard, like, um, you know, you, you look at maps a lot and you go to, like, places of historical significance. Um <laughs> And uh, being someone... That's not a very good sell, Jeremy. Just going to tell you right now. <laughs> well, but it was for me because I'm, like, really into history. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm really into going to different places. And for whatever reason, I have a weird obsession with maps. So um, <laughs> it, it really appealed to me. And I, I travel a lot for work. And I'm always, like, looking for that cool, unique place to, to go, to, to have that uh, unique experience in that area. So, um, I, I was visiting back East and I had a, a, a friend who was like, Oh yeah, I'm into this game. You should totally check it out. I think you'd really like it. And he told me it was ingress. I was like, Oh my God, I've been waiting to get an invite. Can I have an invite? And he's like, yes, but you have to go blue. I would have gone blue anyway. But, um, he was like, you have to be resistance cause I've only got two invites. And if you go green, I'll kill you. <laughs> sort of thing. It was like, we can't be friends anymore. If you're not on you. Right basically um so yeah and uh i mean that's kind of how i was introduced to the game and um weird tangent uh, nothing to really do with this mission but part of my ingress history um so we were i learned how to play ingress in this historical town square that i thought that i knew front and back and like many people i'm doing the 16 grind so i'm trying to get to 16 and my goal is to go back and hit 16 at that first portal I ever hacked. Oh, wow. Um, that would be pretty cool. 
Right. I mean, that's just and, and that's another thing I really love about Ingress is you can set like personal goals for yourself. Some of them are long term like this one. But that's that's where um, I want to try to hit level 16 is back at that first portal where it all began, where it all started for me. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Keep us that, keep us updated on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was also the town square where I thought you could make a control field out of any geometric shape. So I was going to be fancy, and my first control field was going to be an octagon. Oh. <laughs> That's I, awesome. Yeah, I have since learned that doesn't work. That's not how, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, Just getting started out, you know, your first few actions in the game are always a little bit awkward. <laughs> well, oh, I got this all figured out. That what? <laughs> well, and and remember back then there there wasn't a tutorial or anything. Oh, it was, was yeah. It was just hey, you know, you downloaded this game and oh look, there's this white dot floating over there. Maybe you should go get it or something. So yeah, it was really all kind of word of mouth. Like you had to meet mm-hmm. somebody and uh, and and have them teach you because even figuring it out on your own. Because I remember when I was playing, I spent two weeks and I put it down. I was like, I don't get what's going on here forget it Mm -hmm. until i finally met someone and they kind of said no you gotta do this and that and it works like this and then it starts to click but you're right there were no tutorials yeah it was just yeah what what sold me on the game was he was like yeah i think you should check this game out and he sat down and he pulled up the intel map and he started showing me oh there's a portal here there's a portal there and i was like let's go do this thing (laughs) (laughs) so but I, I remember awesome. my favorite story, though. There was a couple in San Diego who we've become very close friends with, and they they got invites and they downloaded the game, but no one was there to like teach them how to play the game. So they really thought for like the first week that the game was like Pac-Man. So like you would see XM floating, and they would walk to the XM to gobble it up. They didn't they didn't see a portal for like three or four days. Oh, and wow. then when they did see a portal, they were like, "What do we do?" That's awesome. <laughs> what the heck is that? I've never heard that one. That's great. That makes you super Pac-Man. <laughs> right, right. So uh, I, I noticed that there. Uh, you mentioned in the background, There's we're hearing a little bit of noise. What What's going on out there today? Uh, so today um, is the Miramar Air Show, and I believe the Blue Angels just wrapped up their last flight of, uh, of the show. But... Uh, yeah, if uh, that came through, I apologize because no, they. Okay. Uh, oh no, it sounds it sounds very cool. <laughs> it it's, does. And it's it's very topical for. <laughs> Especially yeah. when we're talking about Iron Eagle, it's like, wait, what's happening in yeah. the background right, right now? Are you watching yeah. it? <laughs> no, I, I I live really close to the uh, Miramar. Uh, uh, it's a Marine Corps base now. Um, anyone who's ever watched Top Gun, it's uh, where they went to flight school and where they film most of Top Gun was filmed in San Diego. So yeah, yeah, we have Top a couple Gun of was there in Miramar for a long time. Yep, absolutely. So there's a lot of portals in San Diego that are based around Top Gun. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I smell a mission coming on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Like we've we've actually been talking about. Oh, we should make a Top Gun mission because we we just made a mission for like the zoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we made two missions for the zoo um, just to kind of help people navigate the zoo because we always get people in from out of town and they're like, oh, I want to get like a, a lot of unique portals and I also want to go to the zoo. And it's like, well, those two things kind of work together, but it's kind of a maze. So we made a mission. We made two missions to guide people through the zoo That's in a really an efficient manner. Yeah. yeah. So I got to ask, since we were on the topic of Iron Eagle and 80s movies, did you ever actually strap a Walkman to your leg? Um, so I didn't, but I do, <laughs> before I got my mount for my Nexus 
seven to mount to the yoke. Um, one of the first things I bought was a uh, leg strap for my tablet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things that I always wanted to do. I go, you know what? When I learn to fly, uh-huh. I'm going to find a Walkman, like preferably like either a Sony or a Koss, and I'm going to strap it to my leg and rock out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm gonna have to go watch that movie now. I, I, I'm guessing though it probably hasn't aged very well. Oh, and probably not. But um, <laughs> you know, like, like I had mentioned uh, earlier, I travel a lot for work. And uh, one day I was setting on a flight, and I uh, uh, I tried to recruit this guy to play Ingress because he was. It, it was so weird because we started talking about he, – he saw like the Resistance logo on something I had and he's like, what's that? And I started telling him about the game. He's like, oh, so it's like geocaching? I go geocaching with my son a lot. I was like, oh, really? You should play Ingress. But um, <laughs> it, we, we started talking. I, I pull out like one of my aviation charts um, and I'm looking at the surrounding area and he was like, oh, are you going on a flight? And we started talking. He, he was also a pilot and he – in fact, he was a stunt pilot and he flew one of the um, – Russian airplanes. I think it was in Iron Eagle Four. Oh he, wow! He was he was one of the stunt pilots for oh, wow. Iron Eagle Four. I was like, wow, that is really weird. Like that movie series inspired me to fly. So it was just kind of this weird full circle. Oh, by the way, do you want to play Ingress? Sort of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. That goes back to the whole small world, huh? <laughs> oh yes, yes. That's the one thing Ingress has taught me is it's a small world. So we have um, from your sit rep some pictures of the airplane that we'll post on the, mm-hmm. on the blog for everyone to kind of get a look at. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, a little Cessna. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it's always smiling. <laughs> yeah, we realized after we got to the brewery, we were like, oh, we didn't take a picture of ourselves in the airplane. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and then, you know what? Tell me about the map. There's a picture of a map that you have there that looks like it has a flight path with maybe some air, airport codes. Yep. So um, that was actually our route of flight from um, uh, that was from our Nexus or uh, my Nexus uh, seven. So Garmin and it's completely approved, supported and recommended by the FAA um, as uh, something to use for navigation. Um, Is this app that's made by Garmin? And I'm trying to put a picture up here. Um, Basically, that is our uh, route of flight as it appeared on um on the garmin app that was directly from my nexus 7 uh so the first thing uh, you have on the left there is uh the airport codes for where we took off at montgomery field it's uh k-m-y-f or mm-hmm. uh, uh as we say in the, the aviation world kilo mike yankee foxtrot um and then from there we flew to um k-s-e-e which is gillespie field in um just on the other side of san diego uh, from there to Lake Jennings, and then from Lake Jennings directly um, to um, this other mark that we uh, um, that we put on the for where the portal was, so gotcha. for the coordinates. So, but that was our route of flight to and from um, the target. It took us about forty-five minutes to Very get out cool. there and back. So, so how how much can you deviate from this flight path, or is it pretty strict? You got to kind of stay on this line, or how does that work? Um, so there's a lot of restricted airspace in and around San Diego, uh, for various reasons, mostly because of the big airport and, um, San Diego Lindbergh, where all the Southwest flights go. And, um, uh, also Miramar. So when you're around San Diego or any major city like LA, Detroit, 
Dallas, wherever, um, they're very restrictive about where you can fly. Hmm. Basically, they don't want someone like me getting near a Southwest flight. Gotcha. That, that, that's a bad idea. So there's a lot of rules to kind of keep us separated. Once you get outside of that area, though, uh, it's pretty amazing the freedom that you have oh, wow. um, as far as where you can go. Um, I mean, we, we plotted that line um, as like just uh, to keep us on track, especially getting there. But like on, um, on the way back, um, we could we actually deviated a little bit to fly over um, this little town in the mountains called Julian. Just hey, look, you know, fly over the town or whatever. Yeah, uh, kind of take some pictures. Um, but yeah, you are allowed a great deal of freedom once you're outside of major metropolitan areas. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. There, there are some rules. Um, like um, if if you look at the the image, uh, there's actually a magenta area that's just north of the target. Yeah. Uh, I can fly in there. It's completely legal. It's called a military operations area. I don't have to get special permission to fly through there. However, there could be F-18s doing maneuvers. So it's kind of enter at your own risk. But then there's other places that, hey, if you cross this line, you're not going to be flying anymore. So, (laughs) yeah. No messing around with that. No messing around. Yeah, there's no gray area. No, no. So I have one more question for you. How, How did you come up with your agent name? Um, well, so it's, it's, um, it's a long and toward tell. Um, <laughs> I, so, um, the J angel, I mean, my name is Jeremy angel. It's not super creative. <laughs> sure. Um, so it, it all started when, um, I was, uh, in high school, we were one of the first schools in the area to have internet. And, um, cause believe it or not, there was a world before the internet. What? Um, <laughs> Yes. And I mean, this was before like web pages even existed. So it was all very text based. And our email addresses were uh, your first letter and your last name because there was only like a handful of kids who even had email access. So I was J Angel. And it, that just kind of like stuck around. And um, I, I don't know why. But um, goats are funny animals. Like they're they're kind of cute, but they're kind of silly and they're kind of funny. And that was kind of how I was in high school. And um, and they like to climb. And they like to climb. I, they put it, themselves it, in really weird places. Exactly. So um, uh, one of my friends and one of the groups we had because before we had a lot of computer games, we played games on pen and paper like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. And uh, my dungeon master, who I've recruited into Ingress, I'm happy to say. Um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> right. He, um, he, he's, he started calling me J Angel Goat and then it just kind of morphed from that. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, that has been like my username since basically college. Um, in fact, um, he, when he started playing the game, he knew that I was playing the game as well. Cause he just happened to select resistance, but I was telling him, Hey, you got to play this game. And he saw one of my resonators and play. And he was like, I just knew that had to be you. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has Jangle Goat. <laughs> no one else has that name. So it, and I know it's like one of those things where it's like, well, it's kind of your real name. Maybe you should like change. I, I'm stuck with it now. <laughs> I've I've bought too many t-shirts and hoodies that have that name on it. I'm stuck. Yeah, <laughs> you're fully committed. Right, all in. Yep. Well, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I I 
I don't think we have any other questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add to the story or anything that we didn't get in there? Um, no, uh, just, uh, you know, it, like I said, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It's, um, it's some of the things that, uh, I really enjoy about the game is just kind of, you know, pushing yourself and, and inspiring others and taking people along on this amazing journey to places you would have never seen. I mean, I, I know a lot of us have stories as ingressors of, um, you know, there's this part of town that's like three miles away that I didn't even know existed until I played this game. And I, I just I just really love seeing um, stuff like that. And I, I try to go, I try to go, um, and this is just a personal goal, to go to a place, whether it's in town or somewhere I'm traveling for work, that I've never been to before, uh, once a week. Like last week, I was in Portland, Oregon, and I went to the world's smallest park, which is the <laughs> size of... Um, it is the size of a manhole cover, but it is a it's a portal. Really cool. <laughs> but it's also a I've never heard park of that. with the city. And it's oh, in the Portland. Guinness Book of World Records. So That's awesome. I've That's never great. heard of that world's smallest park. Right. But I mean, you know, it's just it's just stuff like that. Like um we uh my, my fiance and I took an ingress vacation, which almost all of our vacations now are ingress related. We went to um I think it was in Teradus Hoboken. Because she had never been in New York. She always wanted to go to New York. And like we get in New York City, I'm like, okay, the Ghostbusters fire station has to be a portal. We have to find this. Was and it? We went, oh, yeah, absolutely. I saved a screenshot. That's so <laughs> rad. <laughs> so, you know, just trying to find one place like that every week to, to go to. is it's, it, it, it's my personal goal uh, that I've set up. So. Yeah, that's some, one of the things that I think really stands out is that the world as a, as a whole is pretty well explored, but as individuals, it's really underexplored. Like exactly. As, you know, as individuals, we really don't kind of go out of our bubble sometimes. And, even in your home yeah, turf. Yeah, even in your that, hometown. Like, yeah. You kind of stick to your routes. You stick to your familiar spots, and it really kind of pushes that, that bubble, right? Kind of makes it grow. Right, right. Well, that's really cool. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. I mean, it was it was great hearing the story, and I'm sure everyone's going to love hearing how exactly uh, you guys came from above on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, this is really an honor. Um, you know, being a fan of the show is it's uh, I have to say it was a little nerve wracking to think, oh, I I'm I'm going to be on this podcast I listen to. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was it was really great and I, you know, really thank you guys for what you did. Well, you did great. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So, but yeah, well, thank you for putting the podcast together. I mean, I I I don't know how many listeners you have, but I I I I think it means a lot to people to be able to hear things like what you talk about. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And we, you know, we couldn't do what we're doing without agents like you, you know, who are out there doing interesting things and willing to share your stories with us. So, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time and and sharing that, not not just the the details, but kind of the thinking that went, you know, behind it and ahead of it and through it. So <laughs> it's it's great to hear hear all of that too. So thank you for bringing that story to us mm. yeah, and hopefully we'll see you at the next anomaly I try to make one every series and if it's nearby i've got to be there <laughs> right on well thanks and uh, we'll talk to you soon again then awesome thank you guys all right take care. take care wow what a great story yeah thanks for sharing all that with us jeremy that's some high-flying adventure there 
If you have any ideas or suggestions for interviews or show subjects, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at portalsidechat.com or find us on Google Plus at Portal Side Chat Podcast. Until then, thanks for tuning in.